You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. that DC had a separate we're serious this time imprint called DC Black. That's what Joker was. They were like, Joker is part of our DC Black collection. It was the only other thing in the DC Black collection. I mean, you gotta say it like that, right? Wait, wait. I, I, you get, you're so nerdy right now. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. For dude. movies, for live action films. Wait, there's a DC oh, Black. Yeah, that, that's their label. DC Black. Is that what this movie was? This was the second film in the DC. Bla- I'm sorry, DC Black. There, thank collection. you. I was confused for a so second. So wait, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's Joker's in the same universe no. as this? No, no. Same I think it's just Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> No, that's DC shit. <laughs> that's not a label. I kind of like that. Movie. I, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's good in comparison. I to... I like the review I edited for that movie. That's fair. <laughs> but this is no, not in the same. I mean, as far as we know, it's not in the same universe as, as that one. No. I don't think they're going no. to. Although that movie made a lot of money and won a bunch of awards, I think they're pressing enough to realize that this new film, The Batman, thank you, The Batman, the first film in a trilogy. They're going to eventually want to tie it into a bigger thing. But I admit, it is confusing. DC, unlike Marvel, is like, we have 800 continuous storylines going on in our various different media here. And you're like, I was watching superhero movies. They had Earth numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, though. What I love about DC, they don't give a shit. They don't give give one shit about what you think, what the hell is happening. And you know what? I think they understand the audience, too, because really, I think the general audience doesn't doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I just I, want to see I, Batman. I, I was just Batman. about to say, I don't care either. I want to see, see Batman. Batman. Just bring me the Batsman. Yeah. Bring me the Batsman. <laughs> and this new one has been much anticipated because, well, Ben Affleck was originally supposed to be in this part. Was he? Yes, he was. And this was written a little bit differently originally, but the, he was also originally supposed to direct this film. I wonder which, what happened there. What I'm, happened there, Chris? I, ben Affleck has got like a, you know, a mixed career as an actor, but as a director, I really overall liked him a lot mm-hmm. as a director. Mm-hmm. I was like, Anxious to see what he might do after, especially Gone Baby Gone, which is such a great dark as hell movie. I'm like, I'm curious to see what you do as super dark. That's the only thing we've known the whole way. This is going to be a super dark Batman. But eventually that sort of fell apart. And now we got Matt Reeves, who did, I thought, the unthinkable, which is make a really solid, maybe even better than the originals, Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh, no, no, it's, it's better. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I will go on record here, and I'm going to speak a lot of hyperbole today. I think, uh, yeah, the Planet Ace movies, the original ones, are shit. I'm not going to peek. I'm going to say it over here. <sighs> They're awesome, and I will brook no dissent. But I'll still say that. Uh, yes, Matt Reeves are really good really and good. very thoughtful and very well made, and he knows how to use CG and he knows how to integrate that with practical. Speaking of Andy like, Circus, yeah, 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 exactly. Segway. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's worked with Andy Circus, so it's like, oh, big surprise, Andy Circus would show up for this one as well. But the real big star here, of course, is Robert Pattinson, who is no stranger to playing Batman. Dunham. Uh, vampires, I forgot. Vampires. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. No. We're, we're not still mad at him for playing vampires, are we? No. no. 
take that money and make whatever kind of art you want which is what he did it's exactly what he did and he's incredibly talented like let teenage girls like things and take your money and make great art yeah Yeah. he said fuck that I'm gonna good for him good for him my problem with the Twilight films isn't the people who made them or did them it's the person who originally wrote them yeah (laughs) you know that's fair but it doesn't it doesn't affect me it doesn't hurt me it's not coming for me and again it dumped money on robert pattinson so yeah. he could do whatever the hell he wants he and, did good time and i'll yeah. always be grateful that that movie oh exists my God, that so but you know there's always gonna be a segment of the crowd that was like no no we can't have that sparkly vampire guy as batman you know what shut up leave the room it's but fine we don't want do you here every fucking yeah. time every time Anytime but, this but now it's a major geek property so they're louder and well, they more prominent michael keaton they're like the comedian they like uh, heath ledger they did it with heath ledger exactly. they were very loud because he was known for comedies and lighter things and it was people were like no 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 Oh, this guy can't be. I love ten things I hate about well, you. I but- feel like these are the same people who came after Ben Affleck's Batman, even though he's like the first person to step into the role of Batman, who is a super fan. They're like, oh, he was terrible. His voice is this, and da 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 da. Not realizing that, like, that's not his fault. That's Zack Snyder's fault. So, but, like, you're just bad movie critics. But you know, in order to introduce us all, I'm going to ask you a one word answer: yes or no, please. Was Robert Pattinson good as Batman in this film? Right. Yes, insanely good. I said one word. You failed. Insanely. Tessa. Yes. Danny. Yes. Oh, she sang it. That was nice. Yeah, why say it when they you did. sing it? Yeah, Tessa's like, God yes. damn, why not sing it? I wait, know, wait. I feel... And one word, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> The story here of this new one is literally Batman year two. I mean, in case you missed it, there's a point early on where he's going, he's in the Batcave and he has his journal and it says year two. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's very overt. Oh, this is kind of based on Batman year two, which of course was kind of a sequel to Batman uh, year one by, by Frank Miller. So he hasn't been Batman for very long. But this, other than its extreme darkness, isn't specifically based on it any real one comic book script no it's kind of its own thing and here the main villains he has to go up against is well in this case the riddler who is basically john doe from seven the way that they're presenting him here he's this mysterious killer who's killing people in elaborate situations that are based on a sort of a zodiac killer crypto type of thing going on so it's very david fincher across the board oh totally like when i first saw the design for the riddler's costume i thought it looked kind of ridiculous and like some sort of kink outdoor goods leather daddy sort of situation <laughs> like you go to Dick's Sporting Goods to get this whole thing then you get like your FetLife account running um, <laughs> <laughs> safe word is riddle me this Ooh, that's not a word that's a phrase but that works too it counts <laughs> fair enough I liked his costume more when someone explained it to me that his outfit is based off of the zodiac killer which makes sense because mm-hmm. of all the ciphers and i was like i'm liking this more i'm liking this interpretation more after hearing that so. yeah i mean they're definitely not going outside of his use of the question mark and mm-hmm. the fact that riddles are inherent with what he's doing mm-hmm. this is not the version of the riddler that you're used to i mean there have been some no. later day comic stuff that have sort of painted him as more of a serial killer but all of that depending on which run of dc comics you're reading is or isn't canon whatever yeah. doesn't matter point is this is not based on the comics if it's Paul Dano, but you also have the Penguin, who here is basically playing a, a, a secondhand flunky 
to John Turturro's Carmine Falcone, mm-hmm. who's a Gotham City crime lord. I know that like your average Batman fans, like I have no idea who that is. Mm-hmm. Your medium level Batman fans, like yeah, he's been in like shit yeah. tons of the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the mob guy that shows up all the time and usually dies pretty quickly and stuff. So he's not even really at the level of like primary villain here. He feels like maybe later, and that's Colin Farrell mm-hmm. underneath. So much makeup. So much makeup. Although, admittedly, so convincing. Sure, like, I, it's I was very like, good. Never for a minute went. That looks like makeup. If someone asked me to attest if that was Colin Farrell, I couldn't do it. Yeah. His his accent, the the makeup. <laughs> I've never seen him do a performance like that before. Like equally like threatening, but also hysterical at the same time. Like you got to finally see him do something funny like in horrible bosses, but this is like, oh my god, he why doesn't he do more comedies? He's also eating so much ham in this movie. <laughs> I adored it. him in this. He was so good. That's oh, true. Right, mm-hmm. right was staring at the screen with his mouth agape for quite a bit. I know. I, I have a lot of things to say about this. but we're <laughs> Very, <laughs> throw popcorn in his mouth. On Batman's <laughs> side, you've got uh, his loyal butler, Alfred, here, played by Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. You've got Jeffrey Wright playing James Gordon. The first time mm-hmm. a black actor has in a live-action adaptation has played James Gordon. And here, because it's year two, there's a lot of, well, that we missed a bunch of stuff that we're not going to tell you what it is. But ultimately, James Gordon, and he flat out says, I trust you. Something happened that made him go, I absolutely trust the Batman. That if you mm-hmm. consider this a sequel to Batman Year One, the graphic novel, you go, well, I guess it was that event and that, mm-hmm. which would make sense. But I don't know. They don't say here. But either way, but the police force doesn't trust Batman yet. Uh-huh. They're not. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know about this guy. James Gordon's like, it's all right. He's my plus one. I'm bringing him into this crime scene. It's okay. Give yeah. me a bracelet. <laughs> there's this. There's like an envelope specifically written out to him. I was like, yes, of course we invite him. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing is the killings are happening and the Riddler is putting on these killings. Envelopes that say to the Batman. But you've also got a person who traditionally is sort of like more of a gray figure, but here I would argue is more pretty much just on the side of Batman, ultimately, which is Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, who is very similar to the way she is in some of the more recent animated stuff and origin stuff, where she's is a cat burglar, but she's like one of those, as she says, I like picking up strays, and she's been taking care of prostitutes that are being beaten up, and people who are like on the run, and things like that. She's a thoroughly empathetic, but hard as nails type of female character. She'd be a femme fatale if you weren't so certain that she was not completely a good person from the get-go here. And they, of course, ultimately go, we're on the same line. Maybe we should work together, which I'll admit is one of the points where that transfers into romance here that I had a bit of a problem with this movie. But that's me. Really? Yeah, no. (laughs) I found it. Totally unconvincing. I, I saw the attraction because, I mean, she's hot. They're both hot. hot. The, yeah. No, so the like, heat coming off of these characters yeah, is palatable. Like yeah. each other, they tend to make out. Yeah. <laughs> Do they? It's been no, a while. No, since not I was, just. I mean, speaking as a hot person, no. when I see a hot person, I'm like, oh, I gotta make it's out. It's not Did just the fact that they are both hot. Okay. Well, they both I guess work age in is similar style. circles. They're both very skilled and talented at what they do. They've seen each other work. They have kind of like a work respect. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit of a job crush going on here, you know? <laughs> it's like forbidden love, and they just go Didn't for it. I like that. I, I, yeah, that's really 
nailing it, I think. They respect each other and what they're trying to do because they're trying to get to the same goal, mm-hmm. but they're going about it different ways. That's why, like, Catwoman will go to links that Batman wouldn't go to. The ways that they're going about it, but they respect each other. They're still trying to go to this towards the same goal. I right. like that. Uh, and yeah. here's yeah. the thing, though. This Robert Pattinson, this Robert Pattinson, like the other Robert Pattinson, this Batman... <laughs> is very young. He's still new to this. He's extremely fucking pissed off. Mm. And he really likes gothic music and indie rock, I guess. <laughs> There's one song who, used twice in this movie. Why would you, like, where does that even come loudly from? loudly dominant. I'm just saying his whole thing is very, look, the fact that, like, he doesn't even bother to take off his black eye circle makeup when he's done being Batman, because he's like, this is a good look for me. I mean, <laughs> like, the whole idea is that he just took the mask off, and it makes so much sense. Like, every Batman before this looks stupid without black eye makeup <laughs> underneath that yeah. mask. It looks stupid. Oh, well, yeah, I agree. And, but Everything the is, aesthetically like, about his, the choices I, for this Batman is, not, is top tier I, You're for making me. a logical sure, sure. point of like him like going, oh, well, he still hadn't taken it off yet. I'm talking about the aesthetic choice in this movie to have him continue to be that way for a while was yeah. like, this is like a guy who's super emo, super indie, and we want that to be presented See, to the audience. Uh, no. I, I really oh don't my God, it at Totally what? If I had a quarter for every time I came home from a late night out and didn't wash my makeup off right when I walked in the door, even just went to bed with it straight up on, it's believable, Chris. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I'm not saying it's not believable. Once again, that's not my point. I know, I my know, point I is know. this was the filmmaker's choice to sure, show a sure, lot sure, of sure, that sure, in sure. here, and his haircut and the music they mm-hmm. use, and the way he acts. Well, the whole point he is, is not Bruce Wayne. The whole point is that he's not he's really removed from his identity yeah. as Bruce Wayne, and it is pivotal to his character development in this story. Mm. Yeah. He His character and the way they handle his character answer a lot of questions and concerns that I've had with the Batman mythos for the last 10 years. Why is this incredibly rich, privileged dude going out and punching poor criminals (laughs) one by one who are probably more victims of circumstance and and committing crime for lack of anything better to do rather than liquidating his assets and saving the city? And that is so very much involved in his character arc and in this story. Oh yeah, the goal made Batman relevant again with this movie and they didn't take the a tale of corruption pluck it out of some 1940s noir and drop it in the 21st century <laughs> and say this makes sense cities are totally still like this it's a really in-depth conversation that he and selena touch on a lot that his conversations and his interactions together and apart with riddler talk about a lot like yeah, there, there is a moment where it's like i see that this is truly who you are yeah, this is the only Bruce Wayne that I've ever seen that I can actually relate to and that I don't kind of, on a deep fundamental level, hate. I understand completely what you're saying. I agree that this is filling in gaps in a way don't we like haven't eyeliner? seen before. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not eyeliner. Topic. It's giant black circles around your yeah. eyes. These will walk around looking like guys of the way I used to dress when I was 19 going into Sisters of Mercy shows. You know, I mean, come on. It's like, there's no way not to overtly take that as, look at this guy. He's fucking cool and indie and awesome in the sense that that's what we're selling. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that is a part of it in the, the decision-making yeah, broad yeah, yeah. process that's going on here. But the point is, ultimately, that there is no Bruce Wayne in this film. Bruce Wayne, as a character as we know him from other Batman, doesn't exist at this point. Yeah. He is just Batman. There is no Bruce Wayne. It's it's actually an interesting point you say that, because you finally get to see more of him, who he, he really is just Batman. Because if you remember back, in any of the scenes that he was 
Bruce Wayne. He was enjoying it. Like playing the character Bruce Wayne. He was static. He didn't really have that many lines. I mean, he really didn't even say things when people were talking to him. And like the only time he was like talking to Alfred is that he's like, well, I'm in still Batman mode, even though I don't have the cape and cowl on and shit like that. Yeah. He's here to observe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's collecting data. I get, I get what you're both talking about, but like, I like that the details that they're finally pointing out with like little small things and it doesn't, take up a ton of time anyway. It's almost like taking Christopher Nolan's super realistic version of Batman. Like, well, let's make it even more goddamn realistic. It felt like that's what they were aiming for. It was like, that wasn't street level enough. We need to make it more street level, which to Mm. some degree, I agree. That was still the story of a billionaire who is kind of just playing. And this doesn't feel like this. This is the story of a guy who is vengeance, as they say repeatedly in here, I'm vengeance becomes a key part of the film and in fact there's a point where it gets sort of shot back at him in a way with a with a negative character and he's like oh fuck and i get this is what you're talking about danny this is that evolution of this guy who's a young batman who's going from all the anger to trying to figure his shit out and i really love the way that ultimately it's kind of batman goes from a vigilante the city doesn't trust to a symbol for hope for the city. I felt like maybe the uh, transition was a lot for one movie, but I still felt it at the end. Do anybody have any thoughts about the Batman theme or stinger for any time he's on screen? You mean the music? Yeah, do you guys the have any, like... Michael Giacchino? Like, you look back at... The most iconic, obviously, is Danny Elfman's, mm-hmm. but even, like, with Nolan's, all you really remember now is almost pre-Bwam from uh, wow. from uh, uh, Inception. Mm. And, like, there's a, a few notes, like, I like the musical themes uh, in, in the Nolan universe, but this, I thought, was, like, fucking right behind <laughs> Danny Elfman. Ave Maria, but make it menacing. Well, <laughs> so Ave Maria. Ave, <laughs> right. Ave Maria gets played, like, I think four times in this film, to various different extents. Like, sometimes very loud, sometimes very soft, sometimes almost indistinguishable. And amazingly soft. And by some people. Also, I forget the Nirvana song, but Nirvana song also is a very prominent mm-hmm. part of this, which I love that song, so I was it's okay great. with it. It's, so, I think it's yeah. amazing. I'm just glad they didn't pick some new guy to go like, oh, we're going to do like an even darker, more gothy version of it uh, cover. I'm like, just use the goddamn Nirvana song. And that's mm-hmm. what they did. I think there's a lot that works here. Most of this works here, but I still felt myself pulling away from it at points. Uh, my friend Martin said it best. There's not a point in this movie that I go, this is a thing that I'm looking forward to rewatching again. Like a single scene that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch this again. I feel completely the opposite. All I want to, I cannot wait to rewatch it again. It is so packed with details, with call-outs to all of the history of Batman, both pop culture and comic. There are so many details in this movie that the majority of the complaints I have are actually small details because so much great care was given to the details of this movie that I cannot wait to till it comes out on streaming and I can just go scene <laughs> for scene. Microcosm it just like frame for Absolutely. frame. Like, wait, was that a thing? Was that a thing I recognized? Absolutely. I get it. I get it. It's Batman. It's, it's Batman. goddamn Batman. Oh, sorry. Batman. It's Batman. It's DC's Batman. It's DC's Batman. But you know, he didn't have a 
weird voice, and I love that too. Like I, that's one of my. It was just slightly yeah. deeper. It's like, what are you talking? About? Actually, yeah. I was initially annoyed when they made that decision to make Batman have a weird voice early on. I was like, stop doing that. I liked it. Like there was a voice modulator in the Justice League's uh, Justice Zack League. Snyder's Zack uh, Snyder's Justice, Justice League. League. Mm. Yeah, uh, Nolan just like him going. This whole movie is really predicated on the idea that we are familiar with sort of the essentials of the Batman mythos, right? Like he works with Commissioner Gordon. 100%. He fights on behalf of the city. He is rich. He is this. He has this relationship with Alfred. And one of those other things is that we are living in a fictional universe where people don't recognize other people's chins or voices. So yeah. superheroes can have secret identities. Oh, that's def- yeah, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> At all. Yeah. I like that they showed us all that stuff instead of retelling us for the gajillionth yeah. time. I don't need I don't to see, see him I, die. Oh my God, I don't need to see, see pearls on I the ground. I was getting ready to get to that. Damn it, Chris. Sorry, Let me finish sorry. my sentence. I'm sorry, Desa. I was about to say, I don't need to see any more goddamn pearl necklace- <laughs> necklaces breaking. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Desa. We don't need to see Uncle Ben die. We don't need yeah. to see the Waynes die. We don't. Wait, Wait, Uncle Ben's I don't need to see the flying Grayson's die. Yeah. We know. There'll be more rest. There'll be more Grayson's. Don't know. I respect you and I love you for the rock that you've been living under. Yeah. And please, like, send me the address of your commune. I'd love. I mean, to this visit. much like the new Spider-Man films is is more like you already know. Yeah. Do we really have to go through this again? And I'm proud of them for going. We don't have to explain this to you. Now show it is us. a little don't weird that they're us. like with the J- James Gordon thing. Like I already trust you. I'm like, but it's not strictly speaking a sequel to the graphic novel Year One. So I was like, well, that was odd. But you know, this is the first film in a trilogy. So I can see them going, we'll refer back to it again. I think a lot of my issues here were ultimately that so much of this is influenced by Fincher films in terms of style. And yet it always feels like it's leading up to something that's going to scare you and horrify you to the way that did. And then ultimately it just doesn't. I get what you're referencing, but it just feels like you're just referencing it. It does, I'm not getting the tone. that gasp that I just made, yeah. I thought it was scary. Okay. There are moments when Paul Dano's Riddler is fucking terrifying. Is he? Yes. I think he's such a fantastic actor ever since, like... I mean, Paul Dano terrifies me. Paul Dano, yeah, definitely terrifies me. I mean, in real me. life, I'd be like, oh shit, it's Paul Dano. <laughs> Because <laughs> he he's such an interesting actor where he it looks so boyish, and there are moments when you're like, man, he's like genuinely kind looking. To then what he says is genuinely terrifying, and then some of his actions and the way that they shoot the first, let's say, murder is so creepy and his body language uh, is like so fucking intense. I know that we're making the references to David Fincher, but it feels like you get to finally see the killer. Well, I guess you get to see Zodiac do it like once in Zodiac but like you get to finally see the killer in any of the David Fincher like Seven or Zodiac finally get to do what he does and it's like Jesus fucking Christ like it is so intense Mm -hmm. when he does that the first time around and then when you finally get to see him in his role even more so like face to face I thought it was so impactful. It's one of the best villains in a long time. Okay. I want to piggyback on that and say that the thing that terrified me about him was the, and it's, and it's the same thing with the penguin. The thing that made him so great is how sparingly and accurately they actually use scenes with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you don't see Paul Dano's face until damn near the end of the movie, and it's absolutely it's terrifying. The thing about this Riddler that I think also brings it into the modern era and hits home for me, and is very much American for us to like add this to the Batman mythology without actually facing it, is that element 
of homegrown terrorism. Mm. We've seen a lot of press compare him to the Zodiac Killer, and Mm. I get that aesthetically, but in terms of like what actually makes him terrifying, it's that incel radicalization sort of air that his character inspires in other people that I think a lot of people may miss when they watch this movie for the first time, but truly to me makes it absolutely just chilling. Let's go to final thoughts. Danny. I absolutely love this. I think this is my favorite Batman movie. I would have to give it a few more watches. The heavily implied sex worker, nurturer, bisexual vibes of Selena Kyle are just spot on. That's where we barely talked about her. Yeah, I know. I know. I was like, pick me. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is going to be, along with movies like The Mummy, this is going to be bisexual canon. Um, <laughs> it is our movie, and everyone else is just allowed to watch it. Um, so I'm claiming it. I, I, I'm claiming it. Preach, preach. I'm claiming it for my people. It's ours. The heat that these two characters give off causes me sheer bisexual panic in the best way. But also, they do a really good job of playing off of each other's ideologies really well in a way that the comic book and some of the cartoons have been able to do in the past, but I've never seen on screen. There's so many things aesthetically. This movie does silhouettes in a way that is absolutely artful and beautiful. I love the bat suit. I love the bat cave. I love how everything is very practically pieced together to be functional, but not necessarily pretty and sleek like past Batman costumes. The Batmobile is the sex. I want to Tawny Katan all over the hood of that car. <laughs> um Jesus. And I give this four out of five very sharp manicured nails. Not a five out of five? It sounded like you were going to give a um, five I, out of five. I knock it because there are a few details that I feel like uh, should not have passed. And I also don't give it a five because Colin Farrell did not need that fat suit. It is absolutely a faux pas. Somebody really needed to put their foot down on that and be like, you don't need it. It's not okay. And Hollywood really needs to start treating fat people like real people. Fair enough. Tessa? Yes. I request your final thoughts. I feel like I'm going to be somewhere between you and Wright and Danny here. I am kind of have a mixed bag on this. Like, this is a good Batman film, but I'm just really tired of gritty, dark superhero movies. I am having superhero fatigue like many people. I'm a big Batman fan. I was showing Danny and Wright before we went in the theater, like, here's pictures of me in my Batman pajamas when I was like five and my costume I made my mom make me. I was Batman for Halloween when Aww. Tim Burton's Batman came out and my brother was Adam West because he always had to go retro. <laughs> yeah, big fan, but I'm just so tired of like gritty superhero films that I, I feel like if this had came out like even like five years ago, I would have been so stoked. Like just even a little sooner, you know what I mean? I would have appreciated it more. I'll give it another rewatch. I feel like the main thing is there's some lag in this. It runs a bit long at what, two hours and 56 minutes, almost three hours it's long. Three Who's hours. counting? It's three hours. Yeah, Who needs to pee? We round up in this review. Yeah, it was about three hours still watching it. Yeah, I know, right? We'll <laughs> and never, we still have to pee. We'll never stop watching it. There was some parts that lagged, but the parts that were fast-paced and action-packed, they were amazing and the pacing within those areas were great there was like kind of like a car chase scene that kind of went a little long for me danny's hurting over there i yeah. think it's okay for other bit. people to not perfectly like the thing that yeah, you love it's yeah. okay i i feel like <laughs> I, I don't know car chase scenes aren't my jam i feel like the costume is amazing the car was amazing there's so many aspects of this i really loved 
I feel like they didn't hit you over the head with any of the references. It wasn't like watching like a Disney Star Wars new movie. Like, look, we did this thing you wanted. In this, it was more subtle. Like we'd be watching something and it was like, is that a character? Or is that a thing? Like they wouldn't just be like, yeah, yeah, we did that thing you wanted, right? Right? Like <laughs> yeah. looking at you for fucking approval. Like this does not do that. I feel like if I had to give this a rating, it's so hard. Which you do. I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 strays that I picked up. Nice. Right? I expect you to speak some reason here. I texted you after we saw the film and you asked me, what did you think of the movie? And I said, I was torn. I just said, yeah. But I didn't explain what I meant by that. Oh. After a day and a half now of seeing this film, I am torn between either it is the best Batman film or my favorite Batman film. And yeah, you didn't say that. That was unclear. I know. Well, I wouldn't have referred, I, I wouldn't to, responded I with, I wanted yeah. to say this on the reviews. So like, what the Damn. fuck? Uh, I like how you're like, speak some reason because these two who like the movie don't know no, what they're talking about. Tessa's like kind of on the same level <laughs> as me. So, Look, you know, I, I like the movie a lot too. I absolutely adored all of it. I could tell. And now here's the thing. And, and she and Tessa was trying was, to talk to me the he, entire time. He was, I wasn't trying to talk can to you. <laughs> can I say that from here on out, where I'm shitting on Wright's opinion, I'm not shitting on your opinion. <laughs> I know. Right? I, okay. No, no, so, no, no. I'm just fist bumping this, right this, across this, the this room. This comes with the territory. I get it. Yeah. But uh, I was mouth agape the entire time he watching was. this. And the one thing that we haven't really talked about that much is the mystery. I finally, mm. like, oh my God, Batman's a detective? Yeah. Holy shit. I, I love the detective yeah. stuff. It was great. He's finally, the first time ever. Ever. In live action film, he actually is a detective. It's, and not just like, I have this gadget that just protects everything and does it for all me. All I wanted was, uh, what's <laughs> yep. his face from the animated series who played Raj, uh, Raja Ghoul? They finally, it's like, detective. And, uh, they come in there like, finally, <laughs> fucking A. He's a goddamn detective. I'm kind of flabbergasted. After watching it, I've been talking about a little bit more, at least today, uh, with friends and loved ones. I can't believe that this did it. And I loved Robert Pattinson as a, as Batman. I loved Paul Dano as the Riddler. It was so creepy and weird. I loved Colin Farrell. I loved Zoe Kravitz was just finally a fantastic Catwoman. Granted, I love Michelle Pfeiffer, but I was about uh, to say blasphemer. Two different I know, animals. I know. Like <laughs> yeah. they're, they're two both cats, perfect though. cat. Both cats, but like, both two different breeds. Perfect. Yeah. And I just, I also love the story where, and I know some things about the comics. Owls thing. I don't know what the fuck that is. Court, Court of Owls. Owls. Court of Owls. There you go. I was going to say cat of owls, but I'm a little drunk, so it doesn't <laughs> uh, But Court of Owls kind of thing. And like, and also Long Halloween. Like, I knew a few of these things. There's was stuff all, there that you were like, I there. recognize those like, references. I recognize these things, and it still works as a whole story. And I loved the aesthetic. I loved everything about it. I, I can't believe I loved it this much. Is this really better than Dark Knight and Batman Returns. No. Which are arguably... No, it is not. It is. It is. And it is not. Oh my I'd god. I'd have to rewatch them. I'm <laughs> going to rewatch this again, but for right now, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Wow. Goodbyes. For respect to you guys' opinions, I cannot go with you and Danny on this one. <laughs> I, I just like, I think this is a perfectly good Batman film. I enjoyed it. It doesn't hold up to even The Dark Knight Rises in terms of quality of a Batman film for me. I was like, be a knife I respect your opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> I could do the same in return, my dear lady. Exactly. I like everything about it ultimately, but I didn't feel anything here. There was never a point where I was like, oh, I have an emotional reaction to this. I never felt 
anything. Chris has become a hauled out husk over the pandemic. I I did. (laughs) No, but part of it is also, and I admit, I was talking about this with Martin. I was going, I feel like I also worry that I just might just be bat burn out. There's so much fucking Batman (laughs) that I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Do another character for God's sakes. I like all the casting. I like the way Reeves directs it. There's nothing I point my finger and go, this didn't work. I think just everything feels like it's leading up to something that isn't as good as the movie makes you feel like it's going to be. It just felt underwhelming, ultimately. It's still good. There are people like Wright and Danny are going to be like, oh my god, I love this. One of the best, if not the best Batman film. And I can't go, you're wrong, or I would argue with you. I wouldn't even know how to argue with you I was whelmed AF. (laughs) I mean... I I just go, it's a Batman movie. mm -hmm. It's another take on the Batman mythos, and I watch every single animated Batman film which comes out, which is, like, a lot. I'm just, just overwhelmed with Batman interpretations, and this was another one. Yeah, but there's only two Batman in animated Batman. There's Kevin Conroy and everybody else. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially with the, the DC animated movie universe, where mm-hmm. they're like the two hour, you know, hour and a half movies they put out. Half of them are Batman. I've just seen so much. I've watched every episode of every Batman thing that's ever been produced. And yes, for a fan that is that big of a Batman fan, I kind of reached this point. I feel like I have bat exhaustion. The just Batman like, burnout? I didn't feel like this did enough to bring me past the bat burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a sad for that? I bet, bet the Joker doesn't no, love that Joker. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be with you, Tessa, on this one and give this a 7.5 out of 10 Robins. I'm really glad that weren't part of this. But we, at least we could say that this wasn't a bad Batman film. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, perfect. Minute. Perfect. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> 